Hey, and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Good morning and a very warm welcome to you. If uh, you are joining us for the very first time, it is so exciting to have you come and connect with us this morning. For all of our regular folk, our, our, our church family, again, just welcome. It is so good to have you here with us. Uh, if you've got kids with you this morning, we'd love to encourage you to just go and if you're on YouTube, click on the description and you'll find the link in the description to do a kids activity with your kids. If you're on church online, there's a tab for kids stuff uh, and you can just go in there and enjoy the time with your kids. Speaking about kids, do you remember as a kid uh, winding up on the back seat of a car, uh, traveling long distances with your with your parents, either to to go and visit some friends or or to go and uh, go on holiday or something along those lines. But but ultimately, you'd spend this what felt like an obscene amount of time sitting in the back seat of the car. And at the point where where boredom just seemed to get the absolute best of you, and at the same time, at the point where you felt like your bum could only endure so much, inevitably there would be this question that would that would kind of resonate from the back seat, and that was, "Are we there yet?" Now. I remember those moments so clearly as a kid. Um, I also remember a, a couple years ago, my wife and I um, had the incredible privilege to to do some work with with, with CMA in the in in the U.S. Um, and for all our guests, CMA is Christian Motorcyclists Association. Um, but as we had the privilege to work with them, we, we we traveled extensively through the U.S. by motorcycle. And on one of these trips. Um, we had to travel through, I forget how many states it was in, in like one day. And, um, and that we knew. <laughs> what we didn't know was that we would not just be traveling through several states, but we would also be crossing over two time zones. So the morning we get up, uh, I pop the GPS onto the motorcycle, put in our destination, push go, and uh, as we, we start hitting the road, I look down on the, on the arrival time. And the arrival time says that we're going to be there by like 4 o'clock the afternoon. And I'm thinking to myself, what a score. That is incredible. I'm so grateful for that. Add an hour and a half for a couple of stops. That means that we are, we are at our destination by like 5.30 and life is good. So we hit the road. We're traveling, and uh, my wife and I are excited about this so-called earlier afternoon than what we expected. Well, as you can imagine, we start approaching our, our uh, marker on, the fo- on, on our watch, and, and I'm looking at my watch, I'm looking at the, the arrival time, and then somewhere along the, ta- the, 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 the line, I, I, I realize, but wait a minute, According to my watch and according to the arrival time, we should be getting there soon. (laughs) But according to the kilometers that we still need to travel, 
we still have a heck of a long way to go. What's going on? And it was in that moment that I realized that I hadn't taken the time zones into account and that when we thought we were going to arrive, we still had some time to go. And it was around about that point that my wife tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, how long until we get there? Like, are we, are we even close? Are we there yet? And I had to look at her and, and just say to her, I'm so sorry. We're not there yet. And I think that as I tell the story this morning, how many of us aren't in that space right now? How many of us, especially those of us in, in South Africa who are, who are busy going through lockdown at the moment, um, so many of us can so relate with that feeling where we may have felt that, you know, hey, we prepared ourselves for 21 days and, and it was going to be tough, but we could do it. You know, 21 days is, is doable. Um, we realize there may be a bit of loss with regards to some income. There, there, there may be loss with regards to some, some jobs that we were hoping to, 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 to get done. There, 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 there may have been this recognition that it's going to put strain on certain relationships, but it's just 21 days. Maybe you and your wife in, uh, in, in, in your wisdom, uh, you decided that the safest option during this time is to just get your parents to come and live with you and, and even get your in-laws to come and live with you. And, you know, it's just one big <laughs> happy family because it's only 21 days. And then last week, our president gets up and extends it by another two weeks for the purpose of saving human life. And I so commend him. I so commend him for the courageous decisions that he's made during these times. But, but where does that leave us? You know, because if you're honest, you, you had 21 days in mind, not 35 days in mind. You looked at the 21 days and, 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 and went out and maybe you were one of those panic shoppers. Maybe you went out and, and bought anything that you could find that they would make that you could consume that's in a tin and, and it's now in your pantry. But you only really stocked up for 21 days. Maybe you're in the, in the boat where, where you realize that during these 21 days, you're not going to be able to, to buy any alcohol or any cigarettes for 21 days. So you just made provision. And as the president was done with his speech and you realized that you had another two weeks on top of all of this, all you could think is, we are going to run out of alcohol. But on a more serious note, as the president had finished his announcement, I think that a lot of us, I think that most of us may have found ourselves in a space where we felt like our hope had been deferred. 
we, we felt like our hope had been put on hold, that our hope had been shifted. Maybe you even felt like in that moment as that announcement was made and the implications that would follow, you, you kind of got stuck on that and, and you really felt like in that moment your hope was lost. But I don't think you're alone. I don't think that you are in that space alone. After the announcement, you may have sat back and just gone, man, now what? You know, we were just kind of in that are we there yet stage and only to find out that we are not there yet. And in that moment, what, what do I do? What, what do I do when my hope is shifted? What, what do I do when in a moment like that, my, my hope is affected in this way. Years ago, I, re- I read a book by, by a, a man by the name of Viktor Frankl. And uh, Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor. He, uh, he survived Nazi death camps and uh, really an incredible story. And he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And in this book, Man's Search for Meaning, he he made this statement. He said, for those who have a why to live for can bear with almost any how. Those who have a why to live for can bear with almost any how. Now granted, Viktor Frankl faced stuff that, that we're not facing right now in the comfort of our own homes. But I believe that the premise is true for us today as well. What, do you, what does he mean by, by, by those who have a why to live for can endure almost any how? He just means that those who have a purpose to live for, those who have some form of purpose to wake up for every morning can endure almost any circumstance. And I believe right now that, that that is true for you and that is true for me, that we, we need to, to have a purpose. If I could say this, we need to have hope. We need to have that why. Now, the, the author of the, the book of Hebrews, he, he talks about hope. And he, he talks about hope being this, 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 strong and and trustworthy anchor for our souls now as followers of christ we we, we know that that what what the author of, of of hebrews is actually talking about there is jesus that jesus is this this anchor this strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls but but we need ladies and gentlemen we need hope to get us through these moments and here we are in a space where we feel like that hope has been shifted it was paul writing to the church in corinth and um as he wrote this letter this this letter is often quoted at least this portion of this letter is often quoted uh, at weddings so if you've been married somewhere along the line, chances are very good that this, this 
part of this letter would have been quoted at, at your wedding. Um, and it's, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And, and after the, the portion that would have been possibly quoted at your wedding, right at the bottom of this chapter, Paul goes and he, he speaks into, into the fact that as human beings in our current reality, we don't see things clearly. We don't see a full picture. And then he refers to this moment that, that one day we'll, we'll, we'll all stand before God. And in that moment that we stand before God, we will see clearly. We will see a full picture. We'll understand what we didn't really grasp or understand on this side of eternity. And I believe that, that, that as he's speaking through that, what he's, what he's really starting to communicate to us is that there are certain things that just are not in our control. There are certain things that are just not in our control. Like if we're honest, there's uncertainty about tomorrow because we thought it was 21 days. <laughs> now it's 35 days. But if we're honest, we don't know if it's 35 days because the truth is, depending on what happens within this, this next week, it could be longer. We don't know. And we can get hung up on that and we can, we can have our hope deferred even further and, 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 and possibly lose our hope in the moment. Or we can choose what we're going to fix our hope on. Is it going to be on a release date? Is it going to be on, on, on this moment where our normal will kick back in? What if it never does? What if it never does? Maybe my hope shouldn't be attached to a date, but maybe my hope should be on this strong and trustworthy anchor for my soul. You see, just as there are things that we can't control, there are things that we can control. And I believe that, that, that Paul carries on here in verse 13. He, he starts to explain a bit of that where he says, three things will last forever. Three things will last forever. They're things that we cannot control. They'll be here today and gone tomorrow. But, but there are three things that will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And then he goes on to say, and the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. So I might not have control over what happens tomorrow, but I do have control over my faith, over the way that I hope and what I put my faith and what I put my hope in. And I do have control over the way that I love those around me. And you may be sitting at home right now saying, Ramon, <laughs> that is pretty big to say. You know, faith, hope, and love. If I'm honest, as, as I heard the announcements and as I've been going through this process, like, my faith's been knocked. My, my faith's been shaken. You know, if, if I'm honest, man... I look around me and I'm just, I'm just not so sure that I still believe what I believe, that my faith is as secure as what it was coming into this. 
I want to say to you, I don't believe that God shies away from our doubt. I don't believe that God shies away from our questions. In fact, I actually, I actually think that when we doubt and when we question, God doesn't want to chase us away. I believe he actually invites us in. I actually believe that, that, that when we do have doubts, when we do have questions surrounding everything that goes on, I almost feel like it excites God because it creates this opportunity for us to come and really seek him. To, for us to really press in and, and look and search and in that moment find him. He just invites us far too often to search him, seek him throughout scripture. For me to for a moment think that he shies away from those moments, I want to encourage you. If you're in that space where your faith's been knocked, search Go seek him, and I promise you this, you will find him. Maybe your, your faith's been knocked. Maybe your, your hope has been postponed. Your hope has really taken a bit of strain through this time. I want to ask you this, man. If we look at faith, hope, and love, if, if my faith's taken shots, if my hope has been deferred, then, then I'd like to ask you the question that I had to ask me. If this is what's happened to my faith and if this is what's happened to my hope, then I need to stop and ask the question, how active has your love been? How active has my love been? Well, what do you mean, Ramon? Well, during this time, have we been apathetic when it's come to our love? Have we just kind of sat and waited for our sentence to be over? Or have we actually got active in loving the people around us? Have we actually picked up the phone and, and made those calls and, and, and gone, hey, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Is there anything that you need? How can, how can I draw closer in this moment and, and my family actually assist you. We might not be able to get like physically close to you, but hey, there are ways and means of, of, of getting stuff to each other. There, there's ways and means of encouraging each other without having to sit in the same room together. Hey, I'm just dropping you a text to just say that I'm thinking of you, that, that, that you are really special to us in our lives and and that someone's thinking about you and that someone cares for you, someone loves you. I wonder how active have we actually got in our love during this time? Because here's what I've come to learn in my own life, ladies and gentlemen, is that when, when my faith starts taking shots, when I start noticing that my faith is dwindling, when I start noticing that my hope is shifting, then it's generally a very good sign that I need to pay attention to the way that I love people. You see, when I'm active in loving others, my problems just seem to become so much smaller. When I become active in the way that I love people, my faith 
just, 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 it seems to explode. Why? Because as I'm loving people, as I'm engaging in the lives of other people, I start to see some incredible things happen. When, when we get stuck into the lives of, of the people around us, man, we just start to, to see some really incredible things happen. And as we see these incredible things happen, it starts to bring new life to our faith. It's, it starts to, to bring about a, 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 a refreshing to our faith because, man, I saw things go from really bad to as I engaged in this process, as I just loved, I got to walk this journey with them and see some incredible things happen in their lives. And man, if, if this can happen in their lives, if God can do this in their life, God can do it in mine. What an incredible moment. What an incredible opportunity. And all of a sudden, my faith grows and, and, and my hope just seems to become so much more real. Why? Because I've just chosen to love I've just chosen to love God and love the people around me. I believe that the antidote to a loss of hope, an antidote to the loss of faith, is love. We know that scripture says that, that, that love casts out, perfect love casts out all fear. Again, who's that perfect love? Man, it's God. It's his heart for your life. And when I come and I connect with that perfect love, I get to experience some really incredible things. As we draw this to a close this morning, we've been talking about faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. What I've started to see and experience is that faith, hope, and love turns unbelievable situations into opportunities to live out our faith, to to instill hope as we actively love those around us. I believe that it's in these moments, ladies and gentlemen, that we have the incredible opportunity to live out our faith, to live out the reality of, if you call yourself a Jesus follower, to live out the reality of Christ in you. It's in these moments that we get to live by faith, that that we get to be a, a voice of hope, And that we get to be known by love. So, what do I do? What do I do when my hope is deferred? What do I do when I feel like my my hope has been shifted or, or my hope is starting to fade? What do we do? We love. Here within our church, we've created a language that's just kind of developed over a period of years where we just talk about our purpose. Why are we here? And we believe that as, as, as Jesus followers, as, as people who are just pursuing God, that our purpose here on earth is to love God, to love people, 
and to teach them to love God and love people. What do we do when our hope is deferred? We love God and we love people. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to just come and and connect, Lord, even via technology, to just come and connect with your heart for our lives this morning, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you are not put off by our doubts. I thank you that you are not put off by, by our uncertainty, Lord. But Father God, that it's in these moments that you come and invite us to really pursue you. Because you, you made it clear that when we seek you, we will find you and we search for you with all our hearts. Father God, I thank you that we can come and, and shift our hope from a date to a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Lord, that we can put our faith, that we can put our hope in you, Lord. And that in these moments, Lord, we can love the people around us in a way that you would want us to love the people around us, Lord. That we can love each other in such a way that we get to do life together and experience the most incredible things together. And that as we just see you work in our lives, Lord, that so our faith grows and, and our hope just becomes so much more established in you, purely by loving each other. Lord, I thank you that we can live by faith, Lord. That in this time that we can be a voice of hope. And that right now we have the opportunity to be known by our love. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. If you want to reach out to us, I really want to encourage you, uh, come and connect with us on social media, on Facebook or Instagram uh, at Bikers Church Midrand. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to just start journeying with you. Uh, and uh, yeah, just know that we really do love you and we really do care for you. And uh, we trust that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Get out there. Let's love God. Let's love people. And uh, let's teach them how to love God, love people. We love you and we'll see you next week. Have a great week. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.